Let's get to the headlines. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies Headlines Edition. In today's episode, we're going to be covering burnout problems surpass payout problems. Another strike on the horizon? A positive trend for hospital finances, relatively. AI takes on kidney transplants. I'm Kelsey Goodell, Senior Editor of Healthfare Intelligence and Multimedia Manager of Excelligent Healthcare Media. And I'm here today with my wonderful boss, Kyle Murphy, Hey-o. Vice President of Editorial. Quick question of the week for you, Kyle. We're going to Las Vegas for health next week, and I've never been to Las Vegas. So, Kyle, what are your top tips on Las Vegas? Go. Don't gamble if you don't like to lose money. That's wise. Don't hang out by the tables if you hate the smell of cigarettes. Ooh. And uh, don't hang out in the tunnels. Okay, I don't know what the tunnels are, but I'm assuming I will find out when we get there, and I will stay far away from them. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Burnout problems surpass payout problems. So people get tired. I'm tired right now. I'm always tired. Yeah. This is my second coffee of the day. It's so even, there's even less. There's like nothing in there. Now. There's there's nothing left. I've actually finished it. I'm on my third soon. So healthcare workers are people too, and they are exhausted. Droves and droves of them across the nation are tired and worn out, so much so that they are dropping out of the healthcare workforce. This is not new news, but what is new is that burnout and staffing shortages have become the top challenge that healthcare leaders face, according to a simpler survey. That's right. Clinician burnout and staffing shortages are in such a crisis state that chief information officers, leaders in health IT, and clinicians reported that workforce challenges are even bigger challenges than financial pressures. Given the financial pressures of the healthcare system right now, that says quite a lot. A little bit. Yeah. So 97% of the respondents in this survey said that their organization struggled with managing staff shortages. 97% also said that they struggled with nurse recruitment and 96% struggled with nurse retainment. So Kyle, what are you seeing organizations do to help overcome burnout challenges or what are we supposed to do with this information? Well, you did reference it. I'm your boss. I would say that one of the things I've learned uh, managing people anywhere people particularly people working on deadlines and um really demand uh high demand um jobs is to really listen to what is actually happening to these folks and what is it about their jobs they like and do not like obviously there are certain things that you have to get done in a certain certain industry in a certain job but how you get them done is very unique and varies from person to person so i think one of the things that i have heard the most of at least from our clinician burnout perspective is building support networks where folks can get together share their problems and hopefully interact with peers who are in a similar boat and can learn from these folks you know what works for you what doesn't work for you maybe they get a hint on you know maybe you should start working for x practice or y organization because they get it it's all work life balance and when demands are too high and people are pushed to the limit, I think we got the fight or flight kind of response in our brains. And you're going to seek safer pastures elsewhere. So, you know, it's not surprising, but it's just it's one of those EQ versus IQ questions. There's only so much work a person can do yep. before they need to step back, recharge and come back at it. Yeah. So improve work quality. Yeah. Speaking of which, I need a vacation. You need a vacation? Boss. Yeah. Approved. <laughs> Another strike on the horizon? Over 75,000 healthcare workers at Kaiser Permanente plan to strike on October 4th, which would mark the largest healthcare strike in U.S. history. The union contract expired over the weekend. Uh, 
but didn't lead to a shutdown. See, there are certain things, mm. you know, things can expire, but things don't shut down. People still get paid somehow. Hmm. But in this particular instance, the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions is demanding better staffing, the theme of today's show, and wage increases due to high inflation. See, it's the two things. It's staffing and compensation. Mm -hmm. It's not one or the other. The strike will affect facilities in California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Virginia, your birth state. Yep. And the District of Columbia, which belongs to us all. <laughs> Workers are decrying short staffing, which has led to longer wait times for patients and increased worker burnout exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. No surprise. Yeah. Kaiser serves you know, millions of members and has reported over $3 billion in profits in the first half of 2023. I don't know. That's a big number. Critics have also called into question salaries for nearly 50 executives, which top $1 million annually. There may be some inequity. Mm. A spokesperson for Kaiser defended compensation levels and denied a staffing crisis. Of course. Denied. Okay. Uh, noting that the organization has hired over 50,000 frontline employees over the last two years. Okay. Bargaining is ongoing to prevent a strike and contingency plans are in place should one occur. Kelsey, strikes appear to be happening all over the place. We see them up in Michigan. We saw them out in California with the actors and writers. What do you think is at the heart of these efforts to get to the negotiation table? Yeah, we were talking about this earlier this week, and I think what came out of the conversation is greater transparency being key, specifically between people at the top and the people on the ground, is typically a theme in these kinds of situations. There needs to be more communication, and workers need more of a seat at the table and to be heard, like what you were saying in our last headline. And then also, I think that this episode is pretty geared towards this kind of conversation because, as we've seen, it's beyond pay. It's pay and staffing, and behind the staffing shortage is a host of problems that people at the top need to address, and these things are not isolated. They all work together to create the kinds of situations. This is just the outflow of those factors. So, yeah, it's, it's a complicated scenario, but if they— if it's one thing to say that you value someone. It's another thing to show them. Actions do speak louder than words. Yeah. Moving Everywhere. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not all doom and gloom for hospitals. After, <laughs> well, it's there are some bright patches here. After a turbulent few years, hospitals' finances are finally turning around a little bit. Median hospital operating margins, which is the stat that identifies a hospital's profitability, they grew by 1.4% in August 2023, according to a report from Centellus. Outpatient revenue was a huge driver behind this growth, increasing 11.6% from July to August, and then 10% year over year. Numbers are hard. In contrast, however, inpatient revenue only rose 4% year over year. So this is good news, obviously, for hospitals, but it's especially welcome after they experienced a brief dip in operating margins, which spurred concerns about a potential longer-term decline. Perhaps the best part of this for hospitals is that the month's results were not isolated. It's part of a six-month-long upward trend. So seems like good news for everyone, Kyle. I would say that, you know, thinking about what we're talking about with with workforce and compensation that with the return of profitability, there should be enough money to go around to reinvest in the workforce, to reinvest in attracting new members to the workforce. So you can't hide behind the, well, not in this economy, the <laughs> macro factors are in the way of doing this. To me, it seemed like 
folks getting into the green again should mean that there's no excuse but mm -hmm. to invest again in the staff that's currently there, attract new ones, start getting out in front of patients, try to find new ways to really say, okay, we're coming out the better. If your organization is functioning and operating efficiently and there is profit, there should be greater room for innovation. So let's see it. Yep. Yeah. Let's see it. Let's see it. Show me the money. AI takes on kidney transplants and NIH grant. So what can't AI do? Mm. Can't do this. Radio show. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. Whatever this whatever you call Unless these things. Unless we are actually AI. It's debatable. Doesn't I've been told that I my voice is very <laughs> robotic. <laughs> At times. The National Institutes of Health is paying the University of Florida researchers two point eight million dollars to ask this question. We're all asking. But in this case, the researchers are specifically focusing on functionality for kidney transplants. With this five-year grant, researchers will explore different AI models and investigate applications in diagnosing, predicting, and managing kidney transplant patient care. For instance, one of the tools they're testing will try to use patient data and kidney tissue analysis to forecast transplant outcomes. Mm. Ideally, this AI tool would help care teams identify patients likely to succeed in their first transplant, improving outcomes, and reducing organ rejections. It will integrate demographic and medical data with biopsy images, enabling more informed decisions compared to existing clinical methods. The research at University of Florida will provide clinicians with valuable access to comprehensive kidney transplant biopsy imaging data sets, potentially leading to improved patient care. So, Kelsey, in light of the aforementioned workforce challenges, do you see AI adoption in healthcare as a positive thing? Yeah, I think obviously it's a mixed bag, but I think this kind of a story is pretty encouraging. I think that this is the exact kind of space where AI could really help streamline a process that is traditionally very fraught and difficult. One of the stats that I saw recently from the National Kidney Foundation said that over 780,000 people needed a kidney transplant and only less than 25,000 people got one in 2021. And that's just not the kind of stat we want to see, obviously. And there's hundreds of thousands of people who could benefit potentially from this research. So hopefully people who are naysayers of AI can see this kind of research as a possible positive to it. I mean, as we've already m mentioned, and you, this is your first day back in the office after you took a nice little break. Yes, so I did. Hope you enjoyed yourself because you won't have another break for quite some time. It's a Monday yeah, for me. It's, it's a Monday for you. But you would think that if people, if the workforce is overworked, right. if folks are stressed, tired, mm -hmm. there's no way in heck that you could look at a massive data set and do this type of analysis. Right. You know, save your energy for human to human interaction, things that involve empathy, kindness, yeah. affection, those types of things, and real problem solving and let the machines do the, the work in the background. Yeah. So, you know, I can only see this as a positive. And it's good to see that the money is flowing in the right direction and that researchers will have the resources to look at this because there's a lot we don't know about AI and that has obviously contributed to a lot of doubt and confusion yeah. about it. But there are some really basic things that machines can do very well. Yeah. And we should support that. Let effort. them do that. Yeah. And let me have this job. <laughs> Keep my job. Yes. All you AI bots listening out there, stay away from our podcast. All you bots, I, I support you and your autonomy. <laughs> you can have plenty of time off if you need it. I'll pay you <laughs> handsomely. 
All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As I mentioned, we will be at the health conference next week, so we are not going to have a headlines episode next week, but we will be back the following one with more headlines for you, more news. So please stay tuned, subscribe, review, all that, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. This is a Tech Target production.